the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If I were to ask you what makes a successful marriage, what would your answer be? I would imagine for 10 people to be asked, I would get 10 different answers, and probably not one of them will incorporate what we're looking at today. So what is it that makes a godly marriage? That is the question we're asking here in our series, What is a Godly Marriage? Now, a key component to what makes a godly marriage is found here in Ephesians 5 and verse 18. And that is what we are exploring today here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. We invite you to spend time with us today here in Ephesians 5, verses 18 through 33, Today and tomorrow, we'll be camping specifically on verse 18 there, where we are seeing that a successful marriage, a godly marriage, is primarily achieved through the work of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives as husbands and wives. With more, here's Pastor Gary on today's Abounding Grace. The husband is to nourish and cherish his wife as Christ nourishes and cherishes his church. The husband is to recognize that the intimacy he and his wife share is a picture of the intimacy Christians share with Christ as members of his own body. And therefore, Paul concludes by saying, therefore, each husband is to love his own wife even as himself. On the other hand, the wife's role in marriage is to picture the love and submission of the church to Jesus Christ. She is to submit to her own husband as to the Lord, as an expression of her loving submission to Jesus Christ, her Lord and Savior. As the text says, as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be subject to their husbands in everything. She is to submit gladly and wholeheartedly to her husband and to his headship and leadership and to his efforts to assist her in becoming increasingly holy and blameless as the believer submits to the Lord Jesus Christ and to his sanctifying work within him. The wife is to submit her will to her husband's will in Christ as the believer submits his will to be governed by the word of Christ. She is to be grateful for the sacrificial Christ-like love of her husband for her as the believer is grateful for Christ's sacrificial love for him or her. She is to find, she is to find deep heart satisfaction and fulfillment in being able to stand before him as his helpmeet and with him as, his, as her lover and friend as the church will be for Christ and stand with him as his perfected bride on the last day. She is to recognize and appreciate the intimacy she has with her husband, with whom she is one flesh, as the church is one with Christ. 
Then Paul concludes with this exhortation. Wives, see to it that you reverence your husband as the church reverences Christ. Now let's look a little more deeply at each one of these roles, more specifically this week with wives, although we will touch on husbands. And then husbands, be ready, come back next week, because it'll all be about you. The role of the wife can be summarized in two words, a submissive helper. It is not just preachers that have divine callings, beloved. You know, people talk about young men being called into the ministry. But God has a calling for everyone whom he has chosen to be his own. Some men are called to be truck drivers. Some men are called to be doctors. Some people are called to be plumbers, etc. And when you are married, it is God who calls you as a husband or a wife. It is a calling, my friends. It is God who calls you to this. And it is just as real as a call into the ministry or whatever it may be. God calls you to be the loving, supportive, assisting, encouraging, submitting, completing helper to your husband. And this text says a great deal about the nature of that submission and what it means and how you're supposed to do it. In fact, twice in our text, wives are directed by God to be submissive to their husbands. Notice first in verse 22, it says, Wives, be subject or submit unto your own husband as unto the Lord. And in verse 24, it says, But as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be subject to their husbands in everything. Now, what does the Greek word for submit mean? It means to place under, to subordinate, to subject oneself. Submission, then, in the biblical sense of the word, involves the surrender of your will as a wife to be regulated by the will of another person that is your husband. Now, whatever you do, don't water down or dilute the meaning of the word submission simply because of the pressure of this anti-Christian culture. Ultimately, all Christians have surrendered their wills to be regulated totally and exclusively by the revealed will of God in Scripture. And to say that a woman is to subject herself and submit herself, surrender her will in some measure, as we'll see in a minute, to be regulated by her husband's will, there is, you, there is nothing unique about that in God's social order. In all human relationships, there is that kind of submission in some measure or another. Employers have to submit and surrender their will to their employer in their work environment, at least in most areas. Students must surrender to, their, to the, the will of their teachers and administrators. Children must surrender to their parents, citizens to the state, Wives to their husbands, husbands to Christ. And it is in this broader context that we must see that there is nothing unique or extraordinary about what God commands of a wife to give in submission to her husband. 
Now understand that the submission of one human being to another may never be total and unqualified as our submission to Christ must be. When Christ calls us to submit our wills to him, it is without qualification. It is an absolute totalitarian demand. There is no part of your will that you may keep for yourself at all. You must do what Jesus Christ says regardless of the consequences or regardless of what he commands of you. But that is not the type of submission we give to each other as human beings. Because we're not God. An employee does not, in in an unqualified way, surrender his will to his employer. There may come a time when he must say no and just simply walk off the job if need be. A student does not, without qualification, submit his will to his teachers. There may come a time. And I know this, when you must walk out of the classroom in protest. A citizen does not, without qualification, submit himself to the governing authorities of the state, nor to the church. Our submission to Christ, on the other hand, takes precedent over all others and sets the boundaries for our submission to each other. In other words, You are to submit your will to be regulated by your husband, but if he ever commands you to do something that would cause you to be disloyal to your devotion to Jesus Christ, you must disobey your husband. There are limits to this demand of submission. But within these limits, the Bible says to a godly woman to submit to your husband is to surrender your will to be regulated by His. And within these limits, a woman is to submit her will to her husband's as His will is governed by the revealed will of God. That means that she will be, as a godly woman, obedient from the heart to her husband's commands, his arrangements, his goals, and his schedule. And understand something that many men are prone to forget. The submission of a woman to her husband is not the submission of a slave to her master. It is not the submission of a subject to a king. It is not a subjection of a child to its parents. Sometimes husbands get this wrong. They act like slave masters or kings even fathers to their wives. The Bible says submit yourself, but there are different kinds of submission. This is the submission of a helper, a companion, a friend, an equal, and a lover. Submission does not mean mere passivity, as if the wife is to be a floor mat, as if the wife is never to speak, never to disagree with her husband, never to initiate anything. That is not at all what this submission is. What it does mean is that she should never act independently of her husband because that would contradict the whole analogy. That would contradict the model and the pattern of the relationship of Christ in his church and the relationship of a head to the body. Just think, 
that whenever your body acts independently of your head, you go and suffer convulsions. Think that way. But why would a woman want to submit herself to her husband, particularly when she is the equal to this man? In fact, in many ways, she may be superior to him. Why would she want to submit to her husband? Especially when you consider some of us guys. Well, the motive is found in that little phrase, as to the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean, as I said, that her submission to her husband is to be as unqualified as her submission to Jesus Christ. But it is to say that her submission to him is considered as an essential part of her submission to Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Remember that submission... She, as a woman, gives to Christ, pervades the entirety of life, and it includes everything. So if there is any area of her life where is she not in submission to Christ and her husband in an area she is supposed to be, then it directly relates to and shows weakness and rebellion and resistance in her submission to Christ. She submits to her husband as to the Lord. Because she understands that this is a part of what Christ has called her to do. And that is what she should want to do more than anything else in the whole world as a Christian woman. She wants to submit to her husband for Christ's sake. But she knows because she knows it honors and it pleases Jesus who has commanded her to do so. And I say to you, dear women... Whenever you lose sight or forget this one motive and this one promise, you're in serious trouble with husbands like you have. And I include myself in that. But remember, the Lord honors those who honor him. When you forget that about your husband, you are sunk because that is the motive that you are to submit to him. When he is thankless, when he is insensitive, when he is harsh and overbearing, you still submit to him in love because you are really doing it, remember, unto the Lord. If your only motive is to please your husband, then you will end up doing it begrudgingly or you won't be doing it for very long because that is not much of a good motive. It is not a substantial motive. It is really not that motivating. Why? Because sometimes he's going to upset you. You're not going to want to please him. In fact, you're going to want to smack him alongside the head sometimes. But if your motive is to honor the Lord, when you want to slap your husband alongside the head, you're not going to. And you are going to honor him anyway as unto the Lord. Therefore, a godly woman who patterns herself according to the biblical model of a wife submits herself to her husband, not simply for her husband's sake, but more importantly, for the Lord's sake. And then God gives us this model when he says, Women, submit yourselves to your husband as the church is subject to Christ. 
The Christian wife obeys God's directive to her because she loves Christ. Even when she's mad at her husband, she still loves Christ. She desires to manifest to everyone, the church and the world, the joy it is to belong to Jesus Christ. Even when it is difficult to be married to her husband, she wants the world to know it is a joy to know Christ and to submit to him. So even when it's difficult in my marriage, I want the world to know it is a joy to serve Christ even with this husband. She knows that as she submits gladly and lovingly to her husband for Christ's sake, she is telling the world something wonderful. She's preaching to the world. She's revealing something of the relationship of love that Christians have for the Lord and Savior. Now notice, there's something about this motive. It's anything but self-centered. You are willing to submit your will to be regulated by your husband because above everything else, you want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is far from a self-centered motive. If your primary concern, dear ladies, in your marriage is your own happiness and your own fulfillment and your own peace of mind, you have an abnormal marriage and you always will. What is the extent of the submission? Well, do you notice that little prepositional phrase in everything? Wives, submit to your husbands in Everything, as a wife, your submission to your husband is not limited to a simply one, to simply one aspect of your marriage, one sphere of your relationship, one department of your life. It extends to all aspects of your marriage in everything. Now, as I said, that does not mean that your husband's headship authority is unlimited. The issue here is not the degrees of submission, but the extent and the broadness of it. It extends over all aspects of your life as a married woman. And at the same time, it is limited in all these aspects of your life by your, sub by your submission first to the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me say to you husbands again, no husband can ever require his wife to do what Christ forbids. And no one can ever require his wife not to do what Christ requires. And within those boundaries, a godly woman is to submit to her husband in everything. What is to be her goal in all of this? What is she trying to accomplish for her life by submitting to her husband? It is to glorify God. By being holy and blameless. That's what our text says. To glorify God by being a holy and blameless woman. Women, that is God's goal for your life. That's why he chose you from eternity past. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood. And that is what a Christian woman should want for herself. To be holy in thought and desire and attitude and behavior. To be blameless. So she submits gladly 
and lovingly to her husband, imperfect as he is, because that is what it is to be holy and to be blameless. The Bible not only says in this text that the pattern for a woman in submission, but notice verse 33 in the King James Bible, it says, let the wife see to it that she reverences her husband. The New American Standard Bible says respect her husband, but I think reverence is the better interpretation here. So here you have the second responsibility of a woman if she's going to have a normal marriage, loving reverence. The first is loving submission, and the second, she is to reverence her husband. Now, what does the Greek word for reverence denote? It denotes reverential free uh, fear that manifests itself in reverential obedience. Reverential includes adoration and respect that leads to obedience. You reverence God, and so you obey Him. There is no other command laid upon us more times in Scripture than the command to fear God. We are told to fear our heavenly king. And wives are told to fear their husbands. That is, to have a reverence and adoration that leads to a heartfelt obedience. Now, there are, of course, all kinds of fear. And I'm sure you realize that. The Bible speaks of a fear that torments or a fear that scares you to death. But obviously, that is not the fear that is here mentioned in the 33rd verse when it says a woman is to fear her husband. When a wife is directed to fear or reverence her husband, it doesn't mean she should be afraid of him. Because a husband of whom his wife is afraid is a pervert. Is your wife afraid of you men? If she is, it is a wicked thing on your part. Rather, in fearing her husband, she is to treat him with deference. Or with loving respect. That is with compliance and submission instead of insolence and irreverence and discourtesy or disrespect. She is to keep in mind as she thinks about living with her husband. The whole biblical pattern of things and that is to determine how she relates to him. The deference she formerly gave to her parents when she was a young woman she now gives to her husband. That's the point of Psalm 45.10. A daughter is called upon to give herself in fear to her king. And it says in giving herself in fear to her king, she is first, quote, to forget her people and to forget her father's house. In Genesis 2, the man is commanded by God to leave his father and his mother and to cleave to his wife. Yes, and in Psalm 45, the wife is commanded to forget her own people and her own husband's wife, and to reverence her husband. Now, obviously, neither one of these is absolute, as I said last week. I mean, a man is not absolutely to leave his parents and never return. A woman is not to absolutely forget. There is some hyperbole here. But the point is that there is a clear-cut decision that is made, and this woman separates herself from these various other human allegiances and makes the one with her husband superior to all others because she fears her husband. She reveres her husband. There is an adoration, a reverence, and submission. 
Now let me ask you a silly little question. With what part of your body do you reverence your husband? You don't use any part of your body. It is an inward attitude that will show itself in a certain way. Reverence is not something on the outside. Reverence is something you feel and experience deep inside. And without that inner attitude of reverence toward your husband, you will never, never show respect toward him. Or if you do, it will be extremely difficult and completely hypocritical. Well, that's all the time we have. This has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner, the ministry of Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. It is our goal and desire that you would abound in grace through the preaching and teaching of God's Word. And that is why we come to you on a daily basis. Now, as we close out our time together, we also realize that some of these messages that are presented here on Abounding Grace are well worth reviewing again at your convenience. Maybe you joined us a bit late. Well, we have copies on CD. They're just $5. Mention today's date as you call or write to us. Here's how to get in touch with us. The phone number is 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. You're welcome to also visit our website, learn a bit more about us. We're at reformedheritage.org. Again, reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, if you would love to partner with us, if you're feeling led of the Lord to become a financial partner with us as we continue this ministry here on this station, please write to us at PMB number 402. And the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, The zip code is 95032. Or, again, simply call us, 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. You're also welcome to join us for worship. Sunday services here at Reformed Heritage Church are at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. We meet at the Lone Hill Church 2 in the afternoon. Directions can be found at reformedheritage.org or by, again, calling 408-866. Eight six six five six zero seven. We thank you for joining us and trust we'll see you again next time we get together for another broadcast of Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.